everyone. Welcome to Orange Crushing It, a weekly series dedicated to high drive, passionate and motivated individuals. I'm your host, Frank Clark, president and CEO of The Mr. Orange. This show is a weekly dose of business, life and personal development principles geared toward bringing out the adrenaline junkie and overachiever in each and every one of you. As a seasoned entrepreneur of over five companies producing hundreds of millions in revenue, I'm going to personally be sharing my stories of success and, of course, my life-defining massive (laughs) screw-ups, as well as featuring inspiring guests, business leaders, athletes, thrill-seekers who just truly want to walk their talk and make life happen. Stick around, and let's get crushing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Orange Crushing It. My name is Frank Clark. I'm the CEO of The Mr. Orange and the Orange Crushing It movement. Happy, happy start of our week. I'm excited this today. Well, I'm always excited. I'm, I'm probably the most excitable guy I know. I look in the mirror and I go, man, you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'm excited because we're reaching like the half year mark of me doing podcasts. And that's pretty cool. I, I, I For everybody that's listened and kept in touch and offered feedback and subscribed and rated the show. I, I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's been a fun six months doing this. And normally in the orange crushing its space, you know, I'm always looking for guests that are high drive and are go-getters and have stories of like accomplishments. And, you know, it's all a lot of this very male energy, if you will. It's fun. We have a, we tap into the fun energy. And, you know, there are four energies. I've recently learned this from a friend named Sean, who really educated me on this, where he said, what we have is four energies, and they are goddess, which is feminine, Zeus, which is masculine, aspirational, which is, you know, that connected energy, and then fun energy. And, you know, a lot of times I'm very high Zeus energy and fun and all that stuff. But today I have a guest, her name is Nancy Walters. And Nancy has always had a reverence for the sacred feminine, the female form and the embodiment of it. She found her passion and true calling is in helping women find the light within themselves and to not look for the external for something to always be there. She's navigated through her own heartbreak and loss and come out the other side, a whole new love of who she is. And by the way, I wish you guys could see this and maybe we'll put it on a YouTube channel because not only is she stunning internally and gorgeous, she is drop dead smoking on the outside too. Gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman. Something about Nancy or something within her is she awoken one woke, woken. I, I can butcher the English one. She awoke with a deep intuitive knowing, which brought her back to the truth of who she is. She's full of grace, beauty, and love, and she embodies the divine feminine. She recently launched a podcast called The Awakened Heart, which I highly recommend you listen to. It's really, really cool. Not just because I was a guest on it, but it was really, really cool. And she inspires those to wish to follow their calling and follow their heart and live an epically fulfilling life. Nancy Walters, welcome to Orange Crushing It. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Frank. That was such a wonderful introduction. I so appreciate it. And I don't know if you want to put this on video or not. I just woke up. (laughs) I'm a later sleeper. Yeah, this is my morning, but it's fine. It's, you know, we all have the, I believe in the natural beauty and I woke up like this. (laughs) You woke up. We all wake up. We all, you know, everybody wakes up like they wake up, right? Yes. Whatever natural beauty, goddess, you know, whatever, fear, whatever we wake up in, right, is how are we conditioning our day, literally from the minute our eyes open, and we hit the reality that we are no longer in dream state, no longer sleeping, what are we doing? Yeah. And, you know, you're a, you're a, an accomplished woman, just to kind of get things going here, what's, do you have any morning rituals that you do to 
like get you into that great feminine space, that great powerful taking charge, running your day kind of mentality. Taking charge. That's masculine energy. I've got some of that in me too, because right, we're an embodiment of both. But the feminine essence. So I love my sleep. I love my morning so much. And I'm not like you crushing it at five in the morning or 4.30 in the morning, because that's the night before for me. So I love my beauty sleep on an ideal day. Today was great because I got up at a decent time, but like on the weekends, I love to sleep till like nine. And I just, I just like to lay in bed. I open my eyes and I luxuriate in you know, laying in the quiet, in the stillness. And I'm one that sleeps without clothes on. So feeling the sheets against my skin and my body, I just love that so much. So I'll open my eyes and I, first thing I think is, you know, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for another day. No matter what you believe in, whether it's a God that of any of these religions, or if it's just the universe, or if it's an intelligence, or if it's whatever source yourself. So giving thanks for opening my eyes, because a lot of people, you know, aren't going to open their eyes that day. It's done for them. So that in itself is a blessing. So having gratitude for waking up another day for like being able to see again for my body and just giving a lot of gratitude. And I have animals. So my cats, like they'll come and they'll snuggle with me. And, and then I always picture like, you know, my heart, you know, I, I pull light into my body, into the crown of my head and let it go through my body. And, and I fill my heart up with a lot of love, gratitude, um, you know, healing energy, and I send that out to the world. So that's one of the the rituals that I do before I even like within the first five minutes of waking up, and it it all begins with a lot of gratitude, and uh, and then it goes on from there. So then I'll get up, and you know, on a good day, I'll meditate. I've kind of gotten off my meditate meditation game lately, but I'm uh, looking to return to that because you know, like the spiritual path, it's always it's not a straight line. It's like, if you've ever seen it, it's a squiggly line. Like it's a mm-hmm. undulating, like you're on it and then you're not on it. And then it's always something you can come back to and return to because when you can meditate, when I meditate, I can literally take myself out of my body. You know, I observe myself, you know, I pull it, feel my body, you know, root myself from the uh, root chakra down or your energy center grounded into the earth, you know, the crown bringing in light into my body. And then, um, and then I pull my consciousness outside of my body where I'm actually looking, observing myself from the outside. And then I'm everywhere because as conscious energy, we are everywhere. We're not just in these physical forms. So that's one of the things that I do to connect to the, uh, the collective consciousness. And then uh, I get up and have my coffee. <laughs> gotta have the coffee. Gotta I got coffee. my coffee right here. How do you take yours, coffee. Frank? Well, lately I've been taking it with just honey because I'm oh. trying to cut back on the cream and sugar part of it. So, right. and I've actually even gone to tea, tea with honey. Yes. Yes. Because uh, I want to lose a few pounds and cut back a little bit on the caffeine. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I do need a little jolt. You know, if I'm doing this four thirty, five thirty in the morning yeah. going to the gym, I need a little, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I actually cut back on the coffee too. I was just having it on the weekend, but this was a little leftover because, you know, uh, like a lot of women, a lot, a lot of people in this country and in the world, we, well, 
I've got the COVID-5 to COVID-8 because the gyms have been closed and uh, working out with a mask just doesn't like do it for me. So yeah, I was just doing the tea and then I was putting the collagen in the tea and then putting a little like organic honey in it this morning because I'm crushing it with you. I had to have a little caffeine because I got to keep up with you, right, Frank? <laughs> no, you don't have to keep up with me, Nancy. Everybody just run at their own pace and I'm sure they'll excel at whatever pace they want to be at, right? That's Everybody, right. as long as you look, as far as what I'm concerned with and what I really care about is that people are moving forward. Mm -hmm. One degree shift every day done every day is massive. Yeah. Right. It's massive. Mm -hmm. Look, persistence, in my opinion, is what gets you what you want. Consistency is what gets you to keep what you have. Mm. So we can all brute force our way into something. We could brute force our way into losing 10, 20 pounds. We can brute force our way into making a lot of extra money, right? We'll take three jobs. We'll work around the clock. We'll do this. We'll do that. We could brute force our way into a relationship and force it. Okay, I'm going to go do this, right? Mm -hmm. So persistency in anything will get you what you want, but really it's consistency. So are you creating in the persistent moments, are you creating habits that are optimal, that are within integrity, that are sustainable, that are fun, that are, you know, they may not be fun right away at the early stages, right? When you're, when you're, when you're getting uncomfortable to create better time blocking moments or better you know, habits in your life, but do you mold them into something that becomes like the fiber of your body? You, know, you mm -hmm. look at people that get up and run every day. And I used to do this in the morning. I hate running. Right <laughs> get up in the morning. <laughs> when I lived in California, my sister runs marathons. And so she thought it would be cool to teach me how to run. And then, so I, you know, I wanted to do it. So I get up, you know, and eventually, you, you know, you're doing five miles, you're doing eight miles and you get, you don't even think about the getting up part anymore. That was the hardest part. That was your friction early on. Now that becomes part of your day, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and that's the key part because when things are arduous and they're difficult, all right, they then you put up a lot of friction, right? That's what gets in the way. A lot of that's mental more than anything else. But in order to get momentum, you have to move past the friction. Mm -hmm. Once you get into the momentum, that's how you create abundance. That's how you create all the fun and magic and life and zest. But to think that it doesn't come without friction, okay, is delusional at some level, especially if you want what's on the other side of all your mm -hmm. fear. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that morning routines are a great part of an importance of setting tone, setting trends, sending, sending, setting habits. And especially because, let's face it, at 4 o'clock in the morning, nobody else is up. There's nobody, <laughs> there's nobody getting in your way. Oh, very few, right? There's no like, hey, you didn't do the dishes. Or there's no like, hey, put the change the diapers on the kid. Hey, there's none of that. There's no customers calling you necessarily. Okay, it's just you. So it's your own self-discipline. It's your own map. It's your own destiny. It's your own take charge kind of moment of the day. That's why I like getting up early because um, I own it. So, you know, one of the things, by the way, and thank you for sharing uh, initially, you know, your, your morning routines. And you started mentioning going to the gym and COVID and all this stuff. Uh, you know, it is a difficult time now. We are in a definitely a, a, a time in history, at least in our own personal histories, that at some level, we're all equal, right? Mm -hmm. That we're all treated kind of the same way, whether you're living Section 8 housing or whether you're a billionaire. Still got to wear the mask, still got to follow whatever the social rules are that are set up around the situation. How are you managing to, you know, Stay in your feminine energy, which is forgiving and loving, okay? When 
a lot of the stuff I know goes against the grain, especially for you. I know, I know, you know, we, without getting political, right. Without mm-hmm. getting into all of that, just in general, our freedoms are taken away. And mm-hmm. so how do you balance that fun energy, that goddess energy without just going, I, I tend to go straight to Zeus, like, fuck this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> you know? But how do you maintain that? How would you suggest or how would you recommend to somebody really coaching somebody? You know, how do you, how do you, okay, how do you keep some balance here? You know, this is a check of what's going on. Well, Frank, I had a lot of the Zeus energy in me these last couple months. And, you know, initially I was all love and light. We're all unified. This is great. It's the reset. Great things are going to happen. And then I went down without getting political into the proverbial rabbit hole. I went down there and I came up and I wanted to warn the world and I was just horrified at what I saw. And um, yeah, it really threw me. There was like two weeks that I literally woke up and I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. If the world's going to be like this, like this world is like so corrupt and it's scary and all this stuff. And then I had to pull myself up. And so I pulled myself back up and, um, you know, how do I take what I learned to um, raise the vibration and to support and elevate other people? So the first thing is having compassion with yourself because there is so much going on right now. Um, There's a lot of, um, you know, misinformation. There's a lot of, um, you know, our freedoms are taken away. And that's one of the things with the divine feminine. I'm very much about freedom. And, um, and it seems like, you know, with all these mandates and as they keep stretching on, our freedoms are taken away. So I push against that. So how do I stay in my feminine? Um, One of the things, like I had mentioned earlier, one of the best things you can do, you know, I always talk about slowing down, like just talking like this and slowing down takes you out of the mind because we get so wrapped up in our minds. It's connecting back to your heart, like slowing down, breathing, taking time to meditate. Um, You know, one of the biggest things for me is to connect to nature and Luckily, where I live, I can walk out the door and be on a trail within one minute. So I get out on the path and I've got all the trees and the wonderful scents in the air. And I hear the birds and I hear the rustling of the leaves. I don't even listen to music initially or or I like to walk and listen to podcasts, but it's just connecting back to nature. And so that helps bring me back into the divine feminine. And because as a feminine, we are connected to the earth, we're connected to the trees, we're connected to nature. So that really connects me to back to myself. And another thing is being playful, like playful flow, great. So you've probably seen Frank sometimes where I'm posting videos of me dancing. I'll put music on, I'll just like be skipping up the trails or dancing around and the Instagram's got these great reels and I've been having fun with that and just, you know, going out and dancing and putting them together and dance is very big for the feminine. You just kind of move like even 
you know, if you're stuck at home, quarantined, whatever, just put on something, a music, some kind of ballad or some really groovy thing and just start moving around, move over your hips and swirl around, connect back to your body. Cause that'll bring you right back to your feminine. As I'm saying that I'm kind of swirling, you know, my shoulders and it brings you back into your body. So it's really slowing down and connecting more to yourself. And I find that really brings me back into my feminine, despite all the craziness that's going around in the world right now, because there's a lot of good in the world. There's a lot, and it's remembering that good, it will overcome evil and it will overcome all. So it's back to raising the vibration, connecting to love consciousness. And also when, with everything that's going on right now with the news and, you know, whatnot, it's observing it from a third person and not letting it trigger me so much because it was really triggering me. So, and then I would get really triggered if I'd be out outside walking and people will turn away from me or they'll pull up their mask and there's nobody around. And, and that used to trigger me. So now it's having compassion for them and looking at that from their own perspectives, they're believing what they need to believe to get through this themselves. And maybe they have a different comfort level through all this. So It's having comfort, compassion for other people as well, too, because it and noticing when I'm triggered and looking at that within myself and what is causing this and just coming back to a a place of compassion. I think that's a really good starting point for everything. That's great. And, you know, one of the things you said, Nancy, and I don't know if, you know, listeners out there also felt this. I literally felt this when you said you know, when I get into this Zeus energy of, you know, frustration or whatever, I just slow down. Mm-hmm. And I literally felt like my heart rate literally dropping as you said that. Because now I'm in your space, right? I'm stepping into your frame of just, and not only did you slow down your cadence on the way you said, but you slowed, you lowered your volume. Mm-hmm. You, did, you weren't so demonstrative in the way you said things. And just that little tip, I guarantee, I'm going to challenge people that are listening right now, okay? When you turn this off, the next conversation you have, just do it like Nancy did. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't help but just feel more relaxed. Mm -hmm. So that's a great, great tip. So, you know, thank you for sharing that. And if we just can, yeah, if we just manage our anger or stress, right? by slowing down the way we respond to it. I'm always a believer of put a little time between stimulus and response, even if that's two seconds. Mm -hmm. You don't have to respond to everything, even things that are great. You don't have to respond right away. You can sit, process it just for a second and go, okay, is the next thing that's going to come out of my mouth going to move this situation in the positive or the negative? If it's going to move it in the negative, don't say it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say it. If it doesn't add the value, it doesn't add value, then as they say, stufu, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> and of course, you know, you mentioned dancing and movement, right? Which is so critical on getting your endorphins going. Getting... Now, even if you look like Elaine from Seinfeld dancing, <laughs> that's still okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't look that jarring. way, by the way. But... And then you, smooth, <laughs> then you can do the Elaine, get out yeah. of here, and then just kind of slow the Elaine down, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So I, I have to go full Elaine. I'm full in. Yeah, That's fun too, because then you'll get yourself <laughs> laughing because you can't help but laugh when you do the Elaine. Exactly. 
Exactly. You're going to have to like, if you use the video portion, you're going to have to put that part of the clip <laughs> in here. That was <laughs> that's, so well, that's me. Okay. Some people think I'm having a seizure while I'm dancing, but it's not. It's actually <laughs> me <laughs> busting out my best moves. So Nancy, you know, again, you, you tap into this type of energy. Was this something you always knew you had? I mean, did you grow up like a little girl and just you always in the, the girl wearing the dresses or, the, or you grew up a tomboy? Did you like, how, how did you go, you know, how, how did you reach a certain point in your life? If you can take me back to that point where you go, it's so important, ladies, that we embrace the feminine. Because let's face it, we were in a situation and I've seen it. I've lived through, you know, the feminist movement, right, in the 70s and and then we see the Me Too organization now. We see a very strong feminine, right? We see very strong feminines out there. And to some degree, a podcast I did with Neil Conlon, we were talking about this, that women have had, this, there's so many multi-generations here of single motherhood where they've had to take on that male energy, mm-hmm. right? And their mother had to take on that energy. And their teacher had to take on that energy. So they're surrounded with a lot of this. And that's all they know. So how do you coach women to, you know, have that balance or, cause it's great to have male energy, but it's also great to tap into that female energy. How do you, how do you, in a world right now that seems to be very aggressive, how do you, how do you help women in that space? Well, I've always been a girly girl going back to how I've, if I've always been like this feminine girl, I, yeah, I've always been a girly girl. Like I loved the pink. My room had pink roses. My mom like made it look like a rose garden. The floor was green. Of course, this is like the eighties back then when they redid my room or maybe the seventies, eighties. And so, and my sister was the tomboy. And then as soon as she hit the teenage years, she started stealing my stuff because she became the girly girl too. So, oh God, there were a lot of battles in that household with that one. So yeah, I was always a girly girl, but then I was very shy. I was very quiet. And I was one that would always, you know, I wanted to be liked. So I gave up a lot of myself to be liked. I really, I guess I was, I didn't really feel that confident in myself back then. So a lot of my early adulthood, I would give up everything for, to make someone else happy. Cause I thought that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to compromise yourself and make somebody else the most important person or not even give my opinions because I did it. I wanted to be liked. And that led into relationships where I would walk on eggshells because I'd be so afraid of them leaving and look at me. I'm this good, look at me. I'm such a great girlfriend. And aren't you so glad you have me? And okay, you can say that mean thing about me and I won't say anything back. And so I really gave up myself in relationships. And the last one was so hard. It really broke my heart. And I had to look at myself. Like, why do I keep bringing in these situations? Why do I keep attracting these types of men? What is myself that needs to be healed? And that led in the last couple of years to really tap into, it stems with self-love, like self-love and honoring myself. Because if I'm giving everything up for somebody else, I'm not loving myself thoroughly. I feel there's something lacking within myself, thinking somebody else can fill it. Like there's something lacking. So yeah, I had to like find a place of love for myself. And that's one of the things I would tell somebody, first of all, you know, you were talking about you know, I'm digressing a little, but you were talking about the Me Too movement and the feminism, like all the women nowadays are out there because we're doing it all, especially now with COVID, right? Because 
the women, they're like wives, they're mothers, and now they're teachers. (laughs) Not only are they running, yes, a lot more hats. And I'm seeing so many women so frazzled over this and in shock that now, not only do the, you know, one of my friends has a two and a half year old, she's teaching her five-year-old and her two and a half year old is really needy. And then she's like, oh yeah, I've got PE at two o'clock because I'm a physical ed teacher too now. Now, like in just shock over all this. So it's really hard for them to even find time for themselves to balance that, balance it all out. And so, and then a lot of women have really high powered jobs too. So I, it's, it's kind of the same thing that I, you know, you have to find a moment like you were talking about too. It's like discipline yourself, you know, the more you do it, it becomes a habit. It's something you're going to really want to do and really crave doing. And, you know, it's slowing down, taking a moment for yourself, breathing, There's things that you can do to bring you back into your femininity, your feminine body, you know, little silly things like I say bubble baths can really always bring you in or just physically touching, you know, the steering wheel or touching something soft, like something that's going to bring you back into your body. And, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't have time for that, but you can, you know, kids, you know, let your husband take care of them for like 10 minutes, even just going to the room and, you know, taking time for yourself. So it's like, just just carving out some space or moments for yourself to really connect back to yourself, your your body, your essence, breathing, tapping back into your body, out of the mind, into the body. Right. Somehow. It, it's time blocking to some degree, right? You actually have to schedule it. You yeah, say, you do. This is my, this is my time. This is my mm-hmm. 15 minutes. This is my date night, if you will, from the relationship. And you've got all mm-hmm. the stress of kids and jobs and COVID and you know, you still have to type time for your relationships, that time for your health. You know, okay, I'm going to go work out. This is, this is mom time. And then there's time, obviously, with your, your kids. I, I'm always highly impressed, and I still think it's probably the, one, the most underrated job in the world is single motherhood. I, I am blown away with women that are, you know, wearing so many hats and still take on the, the role of single motherhood. I just, to me, number one, most underrated job on the planet, too. Uh, mm-hmm. So all you single moms out there, I'm props to you. God bless you. Whoa. God bless y'all. Right. So Nancy, you have a podcast now, right? The Awakened Heart. And you are also just a very fun, when when it comes to, I've seen some of your live videos. I've seen, I've been, you know, participated in, I've also been part of groups where you are very openly expressive, very sexual, very, you know, and when you get into the whole dating and relationships. And now with COVID, we have obviously more constraints right we're doing more zoom dating and all this stuff mm-hmm. so how, how are you navigating through that and what would you recommend to people that are single like i'm single and I'm, you know you get on these dating sites and oh my god what a shit show that is okay. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> i gotta tell you that's <laughs> that's not the most well, that's not me. I mean, I'm old school. Not me either. I, I, I would rather you, know, you walk into a place, a restaurant, a seminar, whatever. You see somebody like, you strike a conversation. Hey, I like what you're wearing. By the way, I just overheard what you said. It was very interesting. It's phenomenal. You have a great smile. You know, you mind if I share a drink with you, a coffee? You know, yeah, that to me is more real. That's more yes. organic that works versus, uh, hey, I just swiped you. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Better. Frank, right. I'm... I'm right there with you. I've tried over the last couple of years because my last breakup was six years ago. And in that time, the swiping 
you know, Tinder became popular, Bumble became popular, swiping culture. And I've gone on a lot of dates over the years on and off those apps, like swearing them off, deleting them, never going on them again. You know, when I first was on it, I was giving it an effort because I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn about different people and went on a bunch of them. And, you know, after a certain amount of time, you're tired of talking about, you know, the same things over and over, introducing yourself, talking about, you know, the small talk, like I'd be clenching the bottom of my chair because I'm like, I can't do this anymore. So it's a great way to connect people from all over the place, people that you wouldn't maybe normally meet in your normal circumstances. But I find, unfortunately, that it's kind of throwaway because a lot of interest, people are meeting on there, hands down, they're meeting, they're marrying, like a lot of people are getting into relationships off of these apps. But I find it's a lot of throwaway because people might have a great date, but then they're still on there swiping, looking for the next best thing. And I found it's very hard to, for myself personally, to meet somebody that I want to spend time with on these apps. And it was different. Like years ago, you'd be on match.com and, you know, maybe after like you go on to meet six people, you're in a relationship because you meet someone great. So it's just not my medium. I like you like meeting out in the world and well, now I guess if you're at a table in between bites, you could be looking, looking over at someone at another table, but it's a, definitely a lot more challenging. I think right now to meet somebody because, you know, especially here, like I see people walking, I don't walk outside. I'm just not going to walk with a mask outside in nature when I'm walking alone and people like go across the street or they're like, they'll, they'll like turn away, like, and pull like a mask up. I'm like, you're missing a really great interaction with a great woman. Like even looking at somebody in the eyes and smiling, I miss that. So it's so important to do that. You know, now you can see the cheeks raising and the eyes crinkling. So, you know, they're smiling. I love the interactions. So right now it's, but it's also good too, because you can spend time on Zoom. Like say you say, if you meet somebody out, you know, you have a Zoom call like this, right. you have a FaceTime so you can really get to know somebody. So if you're not doing it on an app, maybe you're meeting someone out or you're introduced to someone, there's more time to get to know someone because you can't jump right into the physical. You can't jump into that kind of thing right away. So it's also a good time to really get to know somebody and, you know, almost like writing letters. Oh my gosh, that'd be fun again too. Remember when we used to write letters or really sweet emails? So it's like another thing where if you do meet someone, you can really slow it down, which is so great. Maybe go back to some of the old fashioned dating, really getting to know each other. That's another great thing. It's also a really good time to work on yourself, um, get those projects that you might've been interested in doing, do some creativity, just really have time for yourself. And then maybe when a great person comes along, then have the Zoom calls you know, slowing down, getting to know each other a little better. So that's a lot of what I've, for me personally, I've, I've been going through COVID by myself. So I get to talk with people like you catching up with people. I mean, we both launched uh, podcasts during this time. So that's a great, I mean, I love yours too. So that's a, that's a really good thing to do. I mean, during COVID, I started working more than ever on a, at another job. So now it's finally, that's, finally quieted it down. So now I'm getting back into my other projects, but I think it could be a really great time to get to know somebody. And yeah. yeah. But I mean, with the zoom thing, I, I, I think it's, if there's any plus that's come out of this from the dating side, it's this, because this is no BS, right? I mean, other than what you're wearing below the waist, because you can't really hide, you know, unless you force the other person to stand up. <laughs> hey, I got to see what you got going on there. You know, 
Um, ba -boom. Ba -bo yeah, ba boom, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think this is a great medium, and I think it's mm -hmm. you know it's forced people to to get to know them. Okay, we have to date different now, right? We have to. This is our going out to dinner. Right? Can I buy you a glass of wine? Yeah, open your own bottle. I open mine. We have a glass of wine together. It doesn't cost us anything. We get to know each other. I get to you know communicate with you, and at least two if not three of the modalities are being enhanced. So I can see you, so it enhances my visual modality. I can hear you, right? So it touches on that one. And depending on how the conversation goes, and especially if you lower your voice like you were. <laughs> Just lower your voice. Lower Hi, your voice. would you like another glass of wine, red or red, red or pink or white <laughs> or whiskey? Oh, yeah, whiskey. Or just that, right? Now you, you tap, obviously, anybody who heard that and didn't feel something, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're ice cold. Because that was like, that starts now getting into your kinesthetic side of you, right? So you're hitting three modalities here, which you don't get that on a text. You don't get that on a, even on a picture to swipe, right? And you're taking a chance. Like, oh my God, I don't even know what this person sounds like necessarily. Did I have a, a phone call with them? I had a phone call with them. But does the, the pictures match? You know, and there's so much deception right. and there's all this catfishing and there's, there's risks, right? And we go on and do this. So right. I think this, at least the pandemic has caused and created a situation where, hey, we get a chance to meet each other. Mm -hmm. Free, cheap, and safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And our mutual friend, Tina Gesso, has a launched a dating site that's all video, Love and Sync. So that's another great app that's still they just launched it more and more people are getting on but it's video you can't lie on video he hi here i am you know there's none of those you know you're the man so you're probably getting duck selfies or like really i've heard from your end and then we as women get like oh here's my chest in the bathroom mirror and here i'm in front of the weights and here oh god like like i've had some like god you know this is a picture like oh he's like he's like Looking over my dead body just killed me. Like really scary. <laughs> yeah, and you got and the guys have pictures. Obviously, pictures with a fish for some reason. Yeah, Seem to, that's like not fish, gonna work for me. Put it back. <laughs> fish have now replaced puppies and babies as like ways to pick up people. I think. Put you it see back. more of that, right? It used to be like you go to the. I'm a single dad, right? You go to the park with the baby and a puppy. I mean, whew, that was a short uh -huh. fire. Yeah, it the was a winner. But yeah, not anymore. Sure. I guess you got to carry a fish around now. That seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> Women are doing it too. So. Fish. Yeah, men don't. I mean, I guess it's being honest with yourself. Like I've seen them like looking like in camel gear and a gun, like, are they hunters? Like next. So, but I guess that, you know, if you're going to want a woman that is okay with hunting, well, then you're being your honest self. But someone like me, I'm like, are you kidding me? There's a dead deer there. All right. So. You're consulting for all the guys listening out there, okay, that have Tinder or whatever Bumble, whatever sites you have, okay, and, you, and you're out to attract women, all right? Nancy, what are five, like, drop-dead must pictures? If you only have five pictures oh, that a guy okay. can have on a dating site, what are the five pictures? Definitely, first off, a nice full front your face, smile, smile in your photos, please smile in your photos. I want to see that. I want to see a nice smile. The second one would be what not to do. Definitely not all the glasses, glasses in every photo. I've seen like glasses in every photos, side angle, 
photos, you can't see your face or too serious or one of the, you know, I've seen the posing photos where they're trying to be like all coy and stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So Another one. No sunglasses. You can have sunglasses in one because we want to see your eyes. I want to see your eyes. I want to see your smile. You can have one maybe where you're having sunglasses. You know, maybe you're out somewhere. It's a cool photo. Something with outside uh, traveling, showing that you like to travel. Ones where you're not in a group of maybe 10 different people. I, I can tell a lot of what not to have. So don't have one with another girl because we don't know that's your sister. We don't know. I've seen ones where they have a woman, they scribble out their face, like take the time. Like if you don't have a lot of great photos, have a friend go and take some photos of yourself. Like if they're all selfies, I'm afraid that you don't have any friends. I'm afraid that you don't, Good point. you know, yeah or they're all the same selfies. You're going to have a body photo. I want to see your body, but I don't want to see like, just like shorts and here's your, you know, chest and your legs. Like maybe you're out playing volleyball or you, you know, you went to Hawaii and, you know, you've got your surfer shorts on and you're doing something. So just not a posing photo of just your body. It's just, you know, you're in some kind of activity. I've seen some, (laughs) I've seen some really crazy photos. So yeah, so definitely something with I don't really want to see every photo with children, but maybe that works with some women that do have kids and is looking some with children. So, or a child with their face scribbled out, like take the time to either crop out the photo or, you know, if you're going to scribble their face out, just nix that one. So, you know, maybe have something with your friends but not too many of them, just showing that you do have friends. But I want to see you, just some nice, clean photos that are showing you. And maybe you're out there having some activity and, and yeah, dancing stuff like, like that. Elaine, like my Dancing Like Elaine pictures, that would be maybe a winner for you. <laughs> That'd be fun, funny. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> like some of these, you know, somebody wearing a costume or they're making these weird faces or their tongues out. How is that going to, like, that's their first photo. How is that going to, it's not going to attract me. Are you trying to be funny? Because it's not funny. It's just like, I don't know. Or you're just drinking, you know, beer and partying and it just doesn't do it. There's a lot of no-nos out there. So basically smile. I want to see your smile. I want to see the light behind your eyes. And, and uh, yeah, that's really, it's really attractive. Okay. I note to self now. Okay. Take out all the bathroom selfies and sunglass pictures and, uh, <laughs> Even if you've got the best body, like there's somewhere it's like, wow, that is a nice body, but no, or yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I can't just, you're attractive, but nope, sorry. Next. <laughs> well, Nancy, I got to tell you, this is some great tips and also some great advice. And it's been a pleasure really getting to know, again, how to tap into the feminine energy. Because look, feminine energy, masculine energy, it's not just a guy has to have because you're men, you have to have masculine energy. No, men need feminine energy as well. Mm-hmm. And they, need, they actually need all four energies in order to convey what they really want to talk about. You can connect better when you, when you can connect to all four energies. Mm-hmm. Fun, aspirational, that male goddess, I mean, male Zeus and that female goddess type of energy. And you definitely embrace them all. You definitely are a great example of feminine energy and, and your definitions of it and the way that you carry yourself. Other than the Awakened Heart podcast, which is great, I suggest everyone just check it out. How can people get a hold of you? How can people work with you? How can people get to know you? 
Well, they can. Of course, I've got an email, the Waken Heart Podcast. You can go to that. And that's at Gmail. There's also a Facebook group called Radiantly Divine, as well as you can see me on Facebook. It's Nancy Walters on Facebook is my regular Facebook page. Uh, Instagram is Radiantly Divine on Instagram. And I have a website. You can find it on radiantlydivine.com or the Awaken Heart podcast or the Awaken Heart Collective.com. That's the other way to find me. All right. So there's tons of way to get a hold of you. And I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes. That'll be in the show notes as to how to get a hold of Nancy. And trust me, uh, you know, I've known Nancy for a couple of years now. Great friend, beautiful human being, and definitely somebody you want to know, even if it's not something you want to, but you're not that. And I'm, you know, again, this is orange energy, right? This is a different kind of show for me today. This is, it's usually more aggressive and it's more male. And I'm, I'm really glad that we took the time to do this and understand how important the feminine energy is. And again, to have somebody that embodies that and embraces that in you, Nancy, is amazing. So reach out to her, get to know her. And Thank you. She's just a beautiful soul. And glad you're on the planet. And I'm glad we're friends. Me too. So thank you so yeah. much for being on the show today. Thank you. And if anyone is in Portland or in the Oregon area or knows anybody out here, I've only been here a year now and I am still looking for my tribe. I would love to meet some more people, have some great friends in the area like Frank. If you know Frank, if you listen to Frank, then you're a friend of mine. So if anyone is in this area, I would love to hear from you and maybe we could get together, have coffee or go for one of the walks in these beautiful trails. So yeah, I'm looking for my tribe. So come on and join me. Well, you're a great tribe leader. And uh, again, thanks for, thanks for being here today. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Stay inspiring. Love you. Thank you. Love you too. Thanks, Frank. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orange Crushing It. Hope you're fired up to take on your week with unstoppable energy. Hey, if you like the broadcast, please subscribe. Share it with your best buds and please write a badass review. You can always reach me at themrorange.com. Stay inspiring, all.